turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Friday. Yeah, we made it through another. We had a big, big storm roll through the valley last night. A lot of wind. Depending where you were, some places got rain, uh, which we always love here. It's cooled down. Yeah, it's going to be uh, upper 90s, which is awesome. Of course, don't worry though. Right back up to over 100 degrees next week, but uh, fall is coming, so get excited about that. Uh, We had a lot of data come out today. Another day, more revisions. More revisions, this time in the jobs data. We'll give that to you. Of course, we had the government jobs number. Uh, It was a 187. Yeah, not a homicide, no. A 187,000 jobs uh, for the month of August, and that was exactly what they had last month, but then they revised last month lower, the month before. They essentially just said, hey, take July, June, May, April, March, February, January, and lower all of those. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, I got a funny feeling this number will probably get revised lower as well. The unemployment rate, though, ticked up. To 3.8%. Now, I'm not excited yet, but this is the this was a pretty big move. I mean, we had about 3.5, 3.8 this time around. I think this is cool enough uh, to help with the every other. You know, the Fed does not want to raise at the next meeting. They really don't. They should, but they don't. Uh, the wage number in there was a little softer. About one-tenth less than what they expected. Uh, so, Jason, overall, I think the they they wanted less jobs. Let's be honest. Right? They would have loved 100,000. They would have loved that. Heck, they would have loved 75,000. But 187,000 was the number. The tick up in the unemployment rate and the you know, I guess less uh, wage pressure, anyway, a little less wage pressure, probably enough. Again, we'll still wait for CPI day. That's the last other big economic news that's going to come before the next rate hike. Well, the next the next Fed meeting. Yep. And these jobs numbers, like we've said many times, it could be a little misleading because uh, a guy who has two jobs gets fired. He doesn't have a jobless claim. And then he goes and gets another second job. So now he's now he's added on to a new job, right, Joe? So it's, these numbers, these numbers were meant to make the job market look good. That's the way they they rigged these numbers, and so they don't they don't make it look bad enough when they want it to look bad. So I think they're they're suffering with that, Joe. And I, you know, it's 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 it is you know coming apart. You know, even even at some point, companies won't be hiring. And companies will be flushing workers a lot faster, and and uh, I, it could be happening soon. This, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of activity, a lot of business news coming out every every day that says things are getting a lot worse. Show. Yeah, and again, uh, when we look at inside of these numbers, July revised lower. Remember, it was one eight seven. 
it was revised lower by 30,000 jobs. June was re- re- revised lower by 80,000 jobs. Matter of fact, June now they're saying it was just 105,000 jobs. But they went back. I- I've never seen this before. They've revised every single jobs report lower for the entire Biden administration. For So the whole time Joe Biden's been president... It's almost statistically like impossible, is I mean, every month was lower. There wasn't one month where it went the other way, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Nope, every single month. Oh, listen, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but it almost sounds like somebody over at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, whether they were told to or or whether they just did it on their own, sounds like they were trying to make things look better than what they were because. Again, I've been doing this for 20 years, Jason. I've never seen anything like it. Well, somebody must have uh, recently got in there to Biden's office and say, hey, look, you can't be fudging the numbers anymore. We need to go the other way. <laughs> and when we go the other way, the numbers need to show us that we need to go the other way. And because uh, you let's face it, Biden is not uh, the most important player in the game. He's, he's just a pawn. Yeah, well, we all agree with that. Again, it's you know we saw it, and, and you know whether it's the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, all of these agencies seemingly just doing whatever uh, their political bias want them to do. And this is just kind of another example of you know they're, they're telling us, listen, as Americans, we're supposed to you know be putting money in that four hundred one k. Investing in you got to save for for your retirement. Well, how can we make good choices if we don't know what the data really is, right? If you come out and say, "Hey, oh, by the way, hey, for the last three years, all of this stuff," and again, for the what? The, what is this? The third or fourth day in a row they've come out with all of these revisions, and all of them, all of them, to the worst side, right? When, when, you know, because you know, so, some numbers lowers worse, some numbers higher. But it seems like whatever the worst case scenario was, that's where these numbers went to. It, it, it just makes life really, really difficult for everybody out there because you know how, how do you, how do you know how do you know what you're supposed to do? Well, it's uh, maybe they should just do like they did with the inflation numbers in the '80s, just uh, recalibrate it so that they can give them the number they want. You know, just uh, <laughs> instead of you know, use metric, you know, instead of standard. <laughs> My dad's a mechanic, you know. We had to, you know, depending on the I started having a Japanese car and suddenly he had to start learning metric, you know. Right, right. Maybe, maybe that will be 800-951-0592 is our toll-free number. Allamericangold.com is the website when we get back. Another union saying, we want to get paid. And oh, by the way, what is going on with oil as it's surging again today? We'll tell you why when we get back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Friday. A quick look in here at the market. Uh, We got a mixed market on Wall Street uh, the Dow's up 40, uh, the S&P's up 4, the Nasdaq's down 20, gold is flat, uh, silver's down 15 cents, 
Uh, the 10-year note, rise, of course, 10-year fell pretty significantly this week. Uh, rising today, uh, 418. But the news of the day, crude oil up another dollar and a half, $85 in change on, on NYMEX crude. Brent crude, $88. So just, uh, you know, $90 a barrel right around the corner. And, and, and let's face it, let's call it what it is. The economy's slowing and slowing pretty quickly. China's economy slowing, Japan's economy, Europe's economy, and yet crude oil is surging. Listen, inflation skyrocketing. I mean, gas prices this Labor Day uh, going to be the highest maybe ever. I don't know. Maybe there, there was that one brief time uh, right near the financial crisis. I think oil, remember, oil shot up like $120 a barrel or something like that. I mean, we're right around the corner. Uh, but super high gas and, and, of course, power bills, things, I think when we, when we look down the road, let's look three months, six months, a year down the road, there, there's not very many good scenarios. The majority of scenarios, when you look at it, uh, favor a bad outcome and of course with the boom and bust cycle that we've had really going back to the 70s since they officially went off the gold standard and just decided to heck with it let's just have debt everywhere we've been in this boom and bust economy and and it's it's i hate to say it right but it's time for another bust it's a great time to look at alternatives you know we, we we've talked about commercial real estate and its problems Jason, today, uh, Jason warned about this a few weeks ago. The small and medium size, and I'm talking small and medium size, especially the publicly traded small and medium sized businesses, starting in 2024, all of this debt needs to be refinanced. And of course, refinance at these super, super high rates, which we expect another, this wave of bankruptcy, we said we expect this to get worse next year. It's a good idea. It really is to take some of that money and say, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at an alternative investments. I'm going to get my gold. I'm going to get my silver. Check out why refi. You got you know, you got to have 50000 That's the minimum. But you can get up to 10.25% returns. It doesn't care about Wall Street. It could care less. It doesn't care that once again for, I don't know, what, the 15th week in a row, banks are pretending that they're, they're not insolvent by borrowing a record amount from the Federal Reserve's new emergency program. Right? They don't care about that stuff. They don't care if the Fed raises in September or pauses in September. Why refi doesn't care. Here's the best part. How many times, how many times have you said to yourself, you know what, I don't even want to look at my IRA. I don't want to look at my 401k. How many times have you said, man, I'm so nervous, I don't know what to do. Uh, so I'm sitting on my hands. I've got like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars sitting in a bank. 
You know, making three or four percent, that's ridiculous. Up to ten point two five percent, it doesn't change. Every month it'll be the exact same. You can turn your income on. You can turn it off. You can compound it. Uh, there are no fees. Check them out. Invest. YRefi.com. That's the word invest. The letter Y R E F Y.com. Or do what I did. Just call them. 888 YRefi24. That's 888 YRefi24. So, Jason, we had really bad news. OPEC really now is taking advantage of the idiotic policies here in the United States where they don't want to drill for oil. We shouldn't be here right now. I mean, think about what I said about the oil inventory reports just this last week. Down 11 million barrels. Down 11 million barrels. And it's almost like it does that every week. Russia and OPEC today announced more oil cuts. Not only oil cuts today. Oil cuts next month. Oil cuts in October. Jason, they're getting ahead of the curve. They're looking at what we were just talking about. They're like, well, you know, China's not doing great, right? Uh, Europe's got problems. The U.S. has problems. Let's cut more oil. So now, believe it or not, we've got a slowing global economy, and yet we've got oil prices surging to where here we are on a Labor Day holiday by the way, we'll be closed on Monday for Labor Day. I probably should have said that. The radio station will be closed. Patreon will be closed. We'll be back open on Tuesday. But Jason, OPEC, i got to give them credit. They've done a much, much better job in be looking ahead than they've done in the past. Usually what happens is they keep pumping, the slowdown comes, and then they're reacting. They're cutting after the fact. Today they announced another million barrels are going to be disappearing from the markets. And by the way, next month they're going to take another half million barrels off of the market. And this is why we're seeing crude oil going even higher today when a jobs report that was, you know, let's, let's say it wasn't hot, maybe lukewarm at best. Uh, it just seems to me that uh, the United States and OPEC are working together to create a higher oil price when the crash comes so they don't have to go down to a they should be everyone should just be pumping and pumping even if there's going to be an economic crash we should be doing they can still make money at a buck a gallon or even a buck 50 a gallon they can still make money joe they're going to keep their margins and then uh, of course people aren't going to drive as much during a market uh, crash a market downturn and uh, but though they're going to make sure that three dollars a gallon is the staple four dollars a gallon five dollars a gallon i mean can you imagine when people stop driving because they just can't afford gas and it's still $5 a gallon, can you imagine? It's, you know, it's, and it's, it's so funny. Yeah, here we're, we're of the lower end of here. Yeah, we're four fifty a gallon here. Uh, and, and again, uh, like I said, oil here, $85. Brent crude, $88. And, and this is historically a time when we see oil prices start falling. Because as yep. Jason says, you know, heading into the winter months, uh, a lot of places like in Colorado, eh, there's snow on the ground. You just don't drive that day unless you have to. If I got to go to work, I'm going to go to work. But I'm not making extra trips, right? In the winter time is when gas is supposed to be the cheapest. We should be seeing gas prices starting to fall, 
And instead, we've got the exact opposite. We've had gas prices rising here for the last, what, five, six weeks in a row now. Yeah, and when things start to go the wrong direction a lot faster, I just, how long, you know, I'm starting to, the question is starting to not be if, which there's still some, there's a few people out there say, well, is this thing really going to go down? But it's more of a question of, I guess, of when, but I think the biggest question is how long. I think the question is how long, and I think that's the I think that's the question that the Fed and, and and those that know what's going on that's the question they don't want to say out loud. I think the Fed meetings show they're going to talk about all kinds of stuff when the recession shows up. They'll talk a recession once it's actually here, but they don't. What they're not going to talk about or they're going to try to avoid the most is how long is it going to how long is it going to be like this? I mean, I I, I see a situation where it go it goes like this and stays like this for a long time, a long time, Joe, a decade. We could see a five to ten years of this once it gets going, Joe. It's going to be very hard to see equity growth. Right? When we talk about Wall Street um, over the next ten years, it's hard to see it. Right? That, you know, this is why you know we have Joey come on every Monday because you're going to need somebody that they know what they're doing and play market parts of the market that people normally haven't played. You got to remember for about two decades now the Fed has gone on this crazy crazy economic policy. I mean 15 years of zero. What were they trying to avoid? That they needed rates to be zero for 15 years. And it created this crazy environment. And now this zero rate environment that they had for so long is now coming back to haunt everybody. The banks are haunted, right? The investors out there are haunted. The housing market is at a standstill, but yet prices aren't falling. Heck, I saw an article yesterday they're talking about investors. And this this is going to be guys that, hey, I'm investing in, I'm going to fix it up and sell it. The flipper. And it's the guy that, hey, I'm going to rent it. Down 50%. And, and, of course, the investors, they were a huge part of this market. You've got people that, Jason, because of the rate they locked into, they're not moving. And they're not moving for decades, right? They're, they're, they're not going to be moving anywhere. They, they've literally caused, how about this nightmare on commercial real estate, but the nightmare that, that we just talked about in the last segment. What is going to happen to all the small and medium-sized businesses? Because here's what the big companies did. The big companies borrowed as much money as they could for as long as they could before the rates went up. Unfortunately, these small and medium-sized businesses, they don't have the bond, they don't have the, the bond rating to do things like that. So they borrowed as much as they could, and they borrowed it for as long as they could. The problem is, as long as they could was like 2024. 2024, 2025. You're talking the majority 
of the small and medium-sized publicly traded businesses all need to refinance their debts. Right? And this is debt. This isn't debt tied to a building. This is debt tied to the functioning of their business. And and all of a sudden now, going from, hey, I, I borrowed, say, $500 million at 3%, to now I need to borrow $500 million, and I've got to pay 7 maybe 8%, and all of a sudden, that puts them in a position where, hey, I was making some money, but now that i got to pay these higher debts, we're now in the rent. And the only option they're going to have, Jason, is to cut cost. Now, how do you cut cost? <laughs> you cut cost by laying people off. And unfortunately for some of these businesses, it's such a fine line that there is no cost to cut. Right? Yep. It, it's simply, I've got to go file bankruptcy. And I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, cost cutting could be closing your doors, and then that hurts the banks and businesses around that one. Right, because yeah. if you're a business that shuts your door, then you don't buy from the other businesses, and you don't help the bank that you're borrowing from. And, and Joe, you said you, you have trouble looking at, you know, equities, stocks, stock markets, uh, earning in in the next years. You know, we already have that blueprint. You know, we had two defaults. You know, they don't call them defaults, but 1933, it was a default when they took gold. 1971 was a default when they took us off the gold standard. And the stock market in, uh, in 1929 was down for 27 years, 25 years, 27 years. And then uh, in 1968, the markets went down and didn't come back for another 25 years. Like to those levels they were at, Joe. Easily we could see that we don't get to our highest for a decade. 800-951-0592, U.S. Silver Eagle Rolls. These are all coming out of sealed boxes sealed cases of silver eagles uh they haven't seen the light of day yet six hundred and sixty dollars a roll if you want a case sixteen thousand five hundred at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and man i don't know where to go so i'm just going to rattle off a bunch of different things Flight attendants now, after uh, pilots got all their big raises, the flight attendants union saying, hey, uh, you got to pay us. They want a 35% pay hike uh, for the flight attendants. Uh, the price of, unfortunately, the, the, the price of uh, airline tickets, you got higher oil prices, right? You got... Got to pay the pilots more money. Now we got to pay the flight attendants more money. You know who's got to pay the the ticket gate, the the, the bag handlers. Uh, Flights are going to get more expensive. And this just breaking uh, an alert issued by the FAA that a major aircraft parts supplier in London was shipping fake parts. Fake replacement parts, and now they're going to be grounding all of these planes that had these parts. So uh, not great news on the airline industry today, and not to be outdone. Europe's top uh, copper producer, 
uh, Airbus, not Airbus, not the, the, the aircraft maker. This is the largest copper producer in Europe. I don't know how these things happen. Said that they were a victim of a major fraud where they are going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars where they were duped by their recycling suppliers and their own employees where they were buying essentially recycled copper that they did not actually get. And Jason, again, this this seems to be happening regularly. Everywhere we're looking, it seems like they're up. We got a shortage because of this. We got a shortage because of that. In all of these inventories, why is it a big deal? Well, because all the inventories for all this stuff, I don't care if it's silver, gold, copper, oil, aluminum. I mean, you pick these, the major commodity, corn, wheat, soybeans, the major commodities that the world needs. It seems like all of them are at near record lows, record lows, or up stuff like this. Up all of a sudden, uh, we don't have nearly the amount of copper we thought we had. You know, it's, it's interesting, Joe, because I, I keep pointing out these shortages and how it seems like a lot of it is being forced on purpose. And and I, I think, I guess there's some logic to it. I mean, the, 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 we only report the things that we know that are being admitted that are happening. So just based off that, there's less stuff. They're making less stuff, and, and it really sounds logical that okay we're going into a a downward market and there's going to be less stuff needed because people aren't going to buy anything but what you know china's starting to print last i heard what if a couple of you know you don't have to have the world reserve currency to create inflation all over the place what if a few of these countries just start printing a bunch of money Uh uh-oh and you got less stuff how long does it take to put the spigot back on if suddenly a bunch of printing starts happening you have massive, massive, massive inflation that could happen. It's just a couple of – what if Russia just starts printing and Euro and the Eurozone just starts printing because China's printing? Yeah, I know it's not the dollar, but suddenly they're going to buy stuff. And there's not going to be stuff to buy, Joe. What, you know, Very tricky situation when you mess with markets like this. Yeah, it's interesting. China, big rate cut today, a whole point. Uh, rate cut out of China to Jason's point. Uh, China is firing up the printing press, uh, and it's going to be interesting. And, and unfortunately, there's more coming. China's got big problems. I, I think Jason's right. There's going to. I think there's going to be a huge printing happening in China. Uh, we know about Japan's problems. Look at our problems. We uh, the Biden administration out today. You know what? We should form a new drinking like every Friday. I'm thinking what we, we, we need to do is we need to stockpile all of these instances where all these fossils that we seemingly can't stop electing into Congress have have these senior moments. Biden was at the, the podium again today for FEMA, and, and hey, we need, we need billions more for Florida and Maui. Got lost. I don't know how you get lost, but he got lost. Didn't know which way to turn for the podium. Uh, but but was saying, not only do we need this money for the relief, but then said, you know, these climate deniers out there, we're going to need a lot more money 
to, to on this climate change initiative. And Jason, remember what he, they called that initiative the Inflation Reduction, Reduction. Initiative. Remember how much fun, how much fun we made of that, right? They obviously don't know anything about how inflation is created. But today, the Biden administration is out there saying already setting the table for more spending. You know, I, uh, if they keep ge- leaving the same people in place, I mean, these people are getting old in Washington D.C. I mean. I, I, I feel like there's going to be a zombie movie in Washington D.C. where they, they, oh, these guys can't die. We got to keep these guys here forever because we can't find people that are as as bad as these ones that we can control. That's that's what it feels like. Joe. I feel, feel I can't believe how many old timers are just almost falling over in their public meetings. You know, seeing was it the the Republican Mc, uh, Mitch McConnell? No, yeah, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, it's just it's terrible seeing this. And they don't he, retire. He looks like a zombie. Yeah, they don't <laughs> retire. It's like, oh well, that I'll do it again next week. Yeah, oh, man, it's so. No wonder why we're in the problem. You know what? Just that alone should be reason why every phone line should be lit up right now. Uh, Michael Snyder, we love Michael Snyder. Uh, he does a great blog. Uh, I like him because he always does the list thing. That's kind of his thing. Uh, his yep. latest is the eight reasons we're on on the verge of a major credit card debt crisis. You know, and think about, then this is how things work. We got problems with commercial real estate. I mean, that's a crisis. The banks are hemorrhaging money, right? Nobody wants to leave their money in the bank and why why would you now we've got this crisis coming up we know about the small and medium-sized businesses and what's facing them starting next year and now the consumer just saw inflation or we just saw unemployment tick up we're going to check in on exactly what's going on with all that credit card debt when we Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, wrapping up a Friday here. Uh, I guess the, the the week of revisions. I, I right. Uh, never in my life have I seen so many. Today, the BLS saying, "Hey, every year of the Biden administration, we overestimated the amount of jobs created, and then today uh, we saw the unemployment rate." Now it's. Not alarming yet, but normally when you see the unemployment rate go up, it you know goes you know a tenth of a percent, maybe two tenths. Uh, this one was three tenths. I know you're like, well, come on, it's only three tenths. So pretty big jump in a single month to three point eight percent. And of course, at the same time, the consumer, because of inflation, sitting on record amounts. Of credit card debt. Michael Snyder says, hey, we're on the verge of a credit card crisis. And, and, and again, I think we're kind of in this, I don't care what debt it is. Commercial real estate debt, business debt, credit card debt, auto loan debt, right? It's debt. We're in a debt crisis. We've been in a debt crisis. 
the Fed and the government together have created this horrible nightmare. Remember, we can't do this to our kids and grandkids. And then they did it anyway. Then they did it anyway. And now, again, because of the cycles we're in, we're getting ready for the next bust. Number one on his list. Total amount of credit card debt by the New York Federal Reserve hit a new all-time record high. So now credit card debt is above a trillion dollars. And you think about some of these banks, what caused these banks to go under, right? Uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? They had a hundred billion, you know, $170 billion of assets, but it was essentially about what, five to ten billion dollars took them out? Five to ten billion took them out. We got a trillion dollars plus of credit card debt. The average interest rate, and I don't carry, uh, I don't, A, I don't have a lot of credit cards. And, well, actually, I guess from the businesses I do, but I, I don't ever use them. I just don't use credit a lot at all, and and if we do, it's always paid off. You know, it's twenty one percent, almost twenty one percent. That's the that's the average. So the people that have had late payments and all that, they're probably paying close to thirty percent. Now, keep keep that in mind, because the average balance is also at a record high. So the interest rate's at a record high. The average balance is at a record high. And then the amount of people that have balances is also at a record high. They're now essentially just under 50%. About half the people that have a credit card, Jason, are carrying balances every single month. And so for these people, which is usually, let's face it, people that... You know, they're, they're probably at the lower end here, most affected by jobs. I, I'm paying higher rates than I've ever paid. I'm carrying a higher balance than I've ever carried. And now more people are carrying balances than ever before. Yeah, I said it uh, a few months ago. I, I, I was actually sent a, a credit card offer, and I got stupendous credit. I just got checked recently, you know, and... and uh, uh, I had an offer that sh- showed up in the mail for 30%, 30.47%. So they're, they're giving introductory offers for 30%. That's in, it's, it's insane. I mean, I, I know in the 70s and 80s, there wasn't a lot of credit cards compared to now, but I don't even think they even offered it at that high of a level, Joe. I think even when uh, whatever the target rate was at, 10%, 14%, whatever, however high you get, I don't even know if they offered 30% credit cards back then. But here it is yeah. now, right, Joe? Right. 30% you introductory to, right. offer. You, you, you had to have the worst credit ever, right, at that rate. Now that's kind of like a standard, right? That's, that's I'd, not I'd high. Go that's Rocky not Bell. I'd go look for Rocky Balboa and get his loan shark at that point. You know, at least you'd be dealing with a person <laughs> instead of a, a telephone message. You know, that's, that's about how high those rates are, 30%, really? How is, how is that call, even? Call your local that, loan shark instead, right? Yeah, well, you know I mean, what? They're, yeah, they're competitive now. Now they're competitive, Joe. Right? I mean, right? let's face it. Loan sharks are competitive now. I bet, lo- and I don't know what they're charging at the uh, the payday loans. Are they charging more than 30? What are they charging, Joe, if, if the credit cards are starting off for 30? Yeah, it's, it's right. Think about this. By the way, the average balance now. 
Sounds like they got like five hundred bucks because that's what I thought. Okay, maybe it's a a thousand dollar. Seven thousand two hundred and twenty-seven dollars is the average balance that's being rolled over, uh, and it really is kind of hard to see delinquencies. We're now so we 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 had those years, you know, with COVID, they gave out so much money. All these delinquencies fell to historical lows. They've risen so quickly. Credit card delinquencies now have surpassed where we were before COVID. So go to 2019, right? We're already above that. Same thing with auto loans. We're, we're, we're getting real close to, okay, we got a problem, right? We're not there yet, but it's real close to, hey, we've got a problem. This is what Michael Snyder's talking about. Hey, we're right on the verge here. And and again, when you think about why, why are they using it? And and and, and it's simple, Jason, they don't have the money, right? When gas is four fifty a gallon. You go to the grocery store, hey, what 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 three hundred dollars used to buy, it's now four or five hundred dollars. I mean it's Everybody understands why. The problem is now more and more of them have run out of rope. And and now that the unemployment rate just shot up again, I expect the defaults to surge again. That would just make sense. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Gold just shot higher here in 1948, uh, 1949. Uh, silver coming back as well, $24.35. Uh, the Dow uh, now getting ready to go into negative territory. The S&P is down. The NASDAQ is down. Right now, the, the Dow's up four points. Uh, and again, more details on today's jobs number. According to the household survey over the last 60 days, 673 thousand full-time jobs lost replaced with one million part-time jobs that's not a good formula that really kind of explains a lot uh, and now the first sizable increase in the unemployment rate of uh, things again I we're slowing into this thing I I'm gonna still call it gradual but the suddenly is coming get ahead of it here Rolls of U.S. Silver Eagle, $660. Sealed cases, $16,500. If you're looking uh, at some gold, $10 liberties at $1,115. By the way, the premiums of the $10 liberties are are right back to normal now. So we we had like almost, what, 18 months of, of really low premiums on the 10 libs. Jason, someone went into the market and just bought it all up, and, and now they're right back to where all the other gold is. Yeah, yeah there's still a lot of buying going on. It's a lot, a lot of buying going on. There are uh, pe- people with deeper pockets that are, that are definitely loading up, and we've, you know, we haven't talked about it this week too much, but uh, the central bank's record buying still going on. So it's interesting that the prices stay uh, in this nice lower spot because. When it goes, it won't be coming back here once it goes. Yeah, you know, and gold, 
it, you know, it really shows itself. It's one of the best, if not the best, asset in recessions. Uh, it does better uh, than, than just about anything else out there. So not surprising that we're starting to see uh, both gold and silver starting to move now as we've gotten closer and closer, right? This this calm that we had uh, over the summer uh, a lot of that now in through revisions taken away and now the numbers that are coming out for August not very good on top of inflation coming back it's kind of like a, a double a double hit here which is why you're seeing uh, gold and silver perform so well over the last couple of weeks yeah and I've been hearing a lot of talk about silver a lot of people are start, starting to, to aim more at silver and then silver catching up to gold a little bit so to speak it was at 83 to one currently and uh, so so silver so, you know there's a lot a lot of bubbling up talk that the guys I'm watching Joe that says uh, silver's getting ready to go on a big ride and uh, bigger than gold so uh, I like both I've always liked gold and silver so uh, but silver s- silver has some room to run Joe when it when it when it's allowed to run it will run fast. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody out there kind of uh, has the, that, that same thought on silver. The, the question for silver, it, it's not if. Uh, the question is, hey, when's the run going to happen? And really, when you think about it, you know, we, we've gone from 18, $18 silver to $24 plus dollar silver. Uh, but the realities are everybody knows right now silver should probably be in the low 30s. And really, we should be talking about when silver going to break its all-time record highs. It's still at $50 an ounce, so there's a lot of room there. 800 951 